You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Chicago Bears need to have an organized plan of attack this offseason to get the team back on track. So let's make one. Let's put one together here and figure out how we can get this Chicago Bears team back into Super Bowl contention. Welcome into the Locked On Bears podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I cover the Chicago Bears for Bears Wire. I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis, and today we're going to outline the Chicago Bears' top off-season priorities. We're going to hear from Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy later this week, and so this will be our opportunity to see what we're looking for from these Bears teams, and then down the line we can sort of compare if the Bears' management seems to be on the same page as far as what this team needs and how they might be able to go about attacking it. So a lot of different things added up to the Chicago Bears finishing 8-8 eight and eight and having a season that can only be classified as disappointment and far below expectations. So it's not always as simple as just pointing to one player or even one coach and trying to say, well, fix this and everything will be better. But when you start to look at the Bears' biggest problems and some of the things that need the most addressing this offseason— I think it all starts at the quarterback position. And again, it's not all Mitchell Trubisky's fault that the Bears finished 8-8, eight and eight, but by almost every statistical measurement, Mitchell Trubisky performed like one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL this season. And that being said, as much as you want to give patience with a young quarterback and you see the flashes of the high-level quarterback play at times, the Bears absolutely need better at the quarterback position next season, and I think they need to use this offseason to ensure that they're going to get better, whether that is Mitchell Trubisky or not. The Bears need to do something to have a higher quality of quarterback play, regardless of who the player is under center. And that doesn't mean you just jettison Mitchell Trubisky for no reason. I mean, you don't just get rid of players that have talent, but they do need to add something at the quarterback position. And there's... A lot of different options for that. Some are more enticing than others, and you're a little bit limited from an NFL draft capital standpoint with only two second-round picks, both in the top 50, but not any first-round picks or third-round picks or fourth-round picks immediately after that. So you're not going to be banking on getting a top quarterback in the draft, which means you're looking to other quarterbacks around the NFL that are already somewhat established. And I think you have a wide variety of names that some are more likely to be available, some are less likely to be available, and along a similar continuum, some of them are very clearly upgrades over Mitchell Trubisky, and some of them are very questionable and would be more like your direct quarterback competition that you let the best quarterback win, and maybe that would be Mitchell Trubisky, and maybe that competition and that push throughout the offseason could motivate him a little bit more and try and get a better quarterback out of him. And maybe adding that other quarterback from another team might also push that other quarterback, knowing that they're really fighting for their opportunity in Chicago. Of course, we're still a good three months away from free agency and any real decisions being made on a lot of the players that could or couldn't be available. So it's really hard to predict what exactly the market is going to look like. But there's a number of quarterbacks that have sort of been 
rumored around and just don't have a very clear future with their current teams or with free agency around the corner. I think the headliner right now is Los Angeles Chargers quarterback Phillip Rivers, who all of the discussion around has been that he has played his last down in Los Angeles, but would like to continue playing in the NFL. And I think he could be a prime target for the Chicago Bears to go out and add a veteran quarterback, one who is certainly not in his prime anymore, but I think could be an instant upgrade from Mitchell Trubisky and could benefit from a bit of uh, a scenery change around him. I think a lot of people maybe have their fingers crossed for something similar happening to Drew Brees with the with the New Orleans Saints, just because the Saints seem to covet Teddy Bridgewater as sort of his heir apparent, and Bridgewater's also going to be a free agent, and the, the Saints might not be able to afford to pay both of them, so whichever one they don't pay would certainly be a top target for the Chicago Bears, but who knows, maybe the Saints will figure out a way to hold on to both, and that's what sort of makes this so difficult as far as, you know, what what are these teams going to do and what options will the Bears even have? But then, you know, those two, I think, are sort of the the top-tier, definite swing if they're available type candidates, and then you sort of go down the list of other guys that may or may not be available and may or may not be a huge upgrade. You look at, like, Alex Smith from Washington recovering from an injury. We're not sure if he's going to even be ready to play next season, but has that background with Matt Nagy. You've got Cam Newton and the Panthers with a new head coach coming there. It's not really clear if Cam is going to be part of their long-term plans or not. Derek Carr in Oakland, similar sort of thing. You've got the Dolphins quarterbacks, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen, may or may not be available. The Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill could get a long-term deal there, but Marcus Mariota might be available. But is he much better than Mitch? We're not really sure. And same, throw Andy Dalton and Nick Foles in that conversation as well, where it's a lot of guys where right now we don't know if they're available. But there's enough names that could be available that it feels like the Chicago Bears might have a decent shot to add some kind of quarterback to give you some kind of hope of some kind of improvement at that position next season. We'll see if it's more of a direct quarterback competition or a very clear upgrade from a veteran who deserves it. Whatever they decide, the Bears need to do something at quarterback just to kind of put us at ease and let our minds rest a little bit through the offseason. Because really, that's that's easier said than done when it comes to taking care of your brain and your mental fitness in the offseason. That's actually why LeBron James, of all people, has teamed up with the number one app for sleep and meditation. It's called Calm, and it helps you train your mind. LeBron and Calm know that your mind is like any other muscle in your body, and Calm can help you train your brain so you sleep better, have less stress, and perform at your best. For LeBron James, sleep is an important part of his mental fitness routine. He says getting good sleep and finding time to rest is one of the most valuable things he can do for his body and mind. I'm still trying to reach out to see if we can get LeBron James to come on the podcast, but he's apparently a pretty busy guy this time of year for some reason. But with Calm, you have access to the nature scenes LeBron loves like rain and leaves and so much more like sleep stories and meditations. So for a limited time... Our listeners can join LeBron in using Calm with a 40% discount to an annual membership at calm.com slash locked on. Unlock content to help you focus, ease stress, and sleep better. Get started at calm.com slash locked on. That's C-A-L-M calm.com slash locked on. 
We're going to hear and talk a lot about the quarterback position all offseason long in Chicago because really it is that number one priority. But like I said, it shouldn't be the only priority. It's the most important one, but the Bears' struggles this season did go quite beyond Mitchell Trubisky. And so I think if QB is number one priority, which I believe it should be on literally every team in the NFL, for the Bears this offseason, the number two priority right up there with it needs to be improving that supporting cast. Because regardless of who that quarterback is, they're going to need some more help than Mitchell Trubisky got this season. Certainly a better quarterback could have done more than what Trubisky did in this offense, but it was not a perfect squad around him in any sense of the word. And a lot of guys were not up to the standard that the Bears needed to on that offensive end. I think you can start with the coaching staff to some extent. There were times this season when Matt Nagy's play calling was questionable and the offense for most of the season lacked quite a bit of identity and they need to kind of figure out what they are and what they want to be on offense because it felt like they dabbled in a lot of different things but never really found truly what the Bears offense is and I'm curious to see if we're going to have any coaching changes come down the pipeline in Chicago it feels like somebody will go just to have some sort of public appearance of accountability that's not necessarily a, a super dramatic firing but maybe you know the offensive line coach Harry Heaston after the offensive line played so poorly maybe it's offensive coordinator Mark Helfrich but I'm not really sure if the offensive coordinator is not calling plays you know how much of an influence was he having on the lack of offensive success we, we don't really know from the outside but you have to wonder if at least some sort of change will be made there but even if it's not just the coaching staff coming together and sort of finding a direction and an identity of what this offense is going to be, I think, is a really important step this offseason, even if that's not necessarily visible to us on the outside or a sexy change that kind of makes us feel better. But it, they need they need personnel help, too, and it goes much, much beyond what the coaching staff did with the players that they had. We need to see improvement on the offensive line. Uh, of course, there's going to be a new right guard somewhere starting next season. The Bears are going to move on from Kyle Long. They've all but confirmed that Kyle Long himself has tweeted about it happening, and somebody's going to be starting new week one at right guard next season, whether that's Ted Larson, Rashad Coward, Alex Bars, or some other free agent. The Bears have to do something to make sure that they're very confident in that right guard spot so they don't have any super obvious weak link in this offensive line because You've gotten inconsistency from Bobby Massey in recent seasons. Charles Leno really took a step back this season, and we're not super positive what exactly he's going to be next year. And they're a little bit locked into his contract right now. I would not expect the Chicago Bears to make a change at the left tackle spot. I just don't think it's financially realistic. He signed that four-year $37 million deal, and they still owe him like $10 million next year with seven guaranteed. So you're still locked in to a lot of Charles Leno moving forward, but they need the guys that they have to just play better. And that's why I think I come back to the offensive line coach maybe being the odd man out there because Cody Whitehair needs to be a little better. James Daniels needs to be a little bit better. Leno needs to be be a little bit better. And I believe Bobby Massey is, is still pretty new in his contract as well that it's not like you can just necessarily turn around and dump him because he's still getting $10 million guaranteed next season. So you would actually lose money if you released him. So those four out of your five offensive linemen are pretty well locked in your starting lineup, and they just have to be better. 
So that, to me, means the offensive line coach has to be better, and I'm not sure the guy that they've had the last couple of years is going to be the guy that they allow to try and do that again, given the lack of production there. But the one place that I think we're going to see significant investment to try and just improve this offseason is that tight end position. I mean, the Bears have to do something. They finished this season with none of the tight ends having over 100 yards receiving. J.P. Holtz finished as your leading receiver at the tight end position. Clearly, Trey Burton hasn't been consistently staying on the field, and when he has been on the field, he hasn't really been a true dynamic player at the position. Of course, Adam Shaheen has been a, a massive draft bust and a guy that looks like his his future in the NFL is short, and the Bears need to do something to get some value out of that position because it's important in Matt Nagy's offense. It's really one of the more underrated positions in the NFL, in my opinion, in its versatility and how dynamic and how much tight ends can really stress opposing defenses. To me, that's going to be really big for this Bears offense getting back on track is having players at that position that can really make defenses have to respect them. So they can't just focus on the Allen Robinsons of the world and the Anthony Millers of the world, but to have that middle of the field threat to stretch defenses and make them really respect that area will be really important for Mitchell Trubisky or again, whatever quarterback they end up rolling with under center. It might be nice to add another wide receiver to the mix, but if you're the Bears this offseason, you do have to kind of prioritize here. And as much as it'd be fun to add some more like a, a dynamic speed kind of guy to maybe replace Taylor Gabriel, that's to me a bit lower down on the priorities. And I would much rather focus on offensive line and tight end and quarterback and some other things. And then if you got a little bit of extra money or extra draft picks left over, then you can add a wide receiver. But to me right now, they've got young talent at that position that they can survive with. And it's a little bit more of a luxury, in my opinion, whereas tight end, offensive line, etc., much stronger needs and much higher priorities this offseason. Now, of course, the offseason can't just be all about the Bears offense. That's going to be the focus, but they can't forget about the defensive side of the ball either and, and not address some of the things that will at least be up in the air this offseason. We'll look at some of the defensive priorities next on Locked On Bears. We talked on yesterday's podcast about how this Bears defense, even though it felt like somewhat of a disappointing season, they still performed at a pretty darn good level. And maybe it wasn't the level we wanted, but it was a good enough defense that still finished in the top five in points allowed and the top 10 in yards allowed. So even with their mistakes and their shortcomings, they more than less held up their end of the bargain. And if the offense had been able to hold up their end of the bargain, I don't think we'd have too many complaints about what this Bears defense did. But regardless, it can't be ignored this offseason. Of course, they'll have their own free agents to re-sign and some difficult decisions to make at inside linebacker in particular, and also safety at some point here. But I think more than anything, this Bears defense needs to find its energy and its juice back. And some, that's not always as simple as sign player X and all of a sudden everything is back on. I mean, some of that just needs to be a healthy Akeem Hicks and probably a healthier Khalil Mack and just some of these guys that can bring a little bit more of that juice on the field. But I do think adding a couple of players here and there, and maybe that's a different starting safety and maybe a different linebacker combination here. But I, I think especially when you look at what made this Bears defense successful last year, or I guess I guess we're at to the point now where we have to say two years ago to talk about 2018, because I guess last year now was 2019, now that the year's over. 
boy, that's going to take some getting used to. But when you look back at the 2018 Bears defense, of course the turnovers were the big thing, but I thought a lot of what helped lead to those turnovers was the pass rush. That Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and then even Bilal Nichols and, and Roy Roberts and Harris were getting after the quarterback and making quarterbacks uncomfortable and forcing them to get rid of the ball more quickly which allowed the secondary to play more aggressive and also led to less accurate passes that were more prone to being turned over. And so I do think the Bears need to find a way to get some pass rush going again this offseason. And I don't know if that's as simple as sign another outside linebacker into the rotation that can maybe give you more than Aaron Lynch and Isaiah Irving, or if that's add an impact defensive lineman across from Akeem Hicks, or if it's just trusting that your guy's healthy are going to be able to make more moves. But I would like to see a better Bears pass rush next season that doesn't have to rely on, you know, Nick Kwiatkowski and Kevin Pierre-Lewis being the effective blitzers that they are. In an ideal world, you can you can get home with four and not have to rely on as many uh, of those extra rushers. But at the same time, I think it was an interesting dynamic that Chuck Pagano had to balance because when when you talk about blitzing, there were also times, I think, when he felt like he had to dial it down a little bit because when you do send an extra pass rusher, you're not always going to get a guy who has a free run to the quarterback. A lot of times what you end up getting is just equal number of blockers to pass rushers, which means everybody's one-on-one. And I don't think the Bears were confident in their ability to always win one of those one-on-ones. And so if you're blitzing and the offense can pick it up, then you're leaving your secondary out to dry. And you're kind of outnumbered on that end and guys are in very difficult positions to cover. And so... I think that led to Chuck Pagano being a little bit less aggressive overall than he would have liked to be because, again, guys weren't winning their one-on-ones whether he was blitzing or not. And so it's sort of a, a problem that can build on itself in that regard where if guys aren't winning as much in their pass rush, then you maybe don't want to blitz as much or at least, and you know, unless you're going to totally overload, but then you're really kind of selling out on the blitz and leaving yourself vulnerable on the back end. So there's a, a hesitancy there to maybe want to go conservative at times if your guys just aren't going to be able to win those one-on-one pass rushes. And so that's why I come back to some sort of help there, whether it's a rookie in the second round that can just be a rotational pass rusher to give you some of that juice off the bench, or whether it's some kind of veteran that they pick up just to be a rotational guy. And I don't think you need to invest top dollar in new pass rushers for this team because you're already investing a lot of money in at least one of your pass rushers, and really both with Akeem Hicks too. You want better from Leonard Floyd, but at this point, he is what he is, both as a pass rusher and, and being good in other facets of his game, but he's not—he's never going to be the 15-sack guy that maybe we were hoping for when he was first drafted. So getting some other pass rushing blood in there, I think, can be key to not only this defense playing better, but also getting some of that energy, getting some of that juice, that mojo, that moxie, whatever you want to call it. It's that, that intangible, impossible-to-measure swagger that this Bears defense had because it just felt like in 2019 there were so many games where they felt deflated they looked dejected they didn't have you know they'd make a play and it wouldn't have that same celebration afterward it was just more about guys doing their business and it's not to be insulting or denigrating or anything but it just it just wasn't quite that same fun that the defense was having and maybe injuries played a big role in that with Danny Trevathan and Akeem Hicks but still you would have liked to see the other guys kind of step up and pick up some of that slack and it just wasn't there so 
a little bit of a refocus this offseason defensively, a little bit more pass rush, and I think they would also benefit from the offense and the quarterback position getting better because then if the offense is, is holding up their end of the bargain more, the defense can play a little bit more free, play a little bit more aggressive, a little bit less conservative, and really be able to, I think, open things up just a bit more and have a little bit more fun with it and put together the well-rounded Chicago Bears team that we were all sort of looking for in 2019. So it really is quite a bit of work ahead for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and Chuck Pagano this offseason. The Bears are not far away, but it's also not just a, a necessarily a quick small fix. They have some serious things that they do need to address, but it's all things that are addressable. Does that make sense? It's not so far out of reach that they need more than one offseason to do it, but it's also more than just a little move here and a little tweak there. They need to make some some major roadways this offseason, but it's all sort of within reach and it's all doable in one year. It's not drastic, but it's not nothing either. It's It's got to be steady steps forward, getting to be back to the Bears team that we have seen this team perform at and meet some of those expectations of being a real contender again in the NFC North. If not, there's going to be some real jobs on the line next offseason and some real tough questions being asked about the long-term futures of these regimes in Chicago. But that is all very, very far down the line, and we have a long time before we get even close to this offseason rolling. So there'll be plenty more Locked on Bears podcasts to help get you through it all. So make sure you subscribe to keep up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. We'll be bringing you all the notable quotables from Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy's press conference this week that I think is really going to set the stage for the rest of this offseason. And then as the weeks go on here, I want to do some deep dives into some of the quarterback options that the Bears might have that we talked about earlier in this podcast. Find out a little bit more about the situations with, you know, the, the Saints quarterbacks and the Titans quarterbacks and Alex Smith and Cam Newton and try and get a sense of what people in those cities and with our friends on the Locked On Podcast Network can tell us about those quarterback futures. So there's going to be plenty of more Bears talk coming your way and plenty of new interesting ways to bear down.